our number one fan decided that the fan name for our fans is uh, Mid Ladies. So shout out to the Mid Ladies out there. (laughs) Can't it be like the Crisis Squad? I thought our fans were called Creepy Obsessive Vampire Stalkers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and today I have been genetically recombined with a bird that has a superpower, but a small amount, just like the tiniest 2% amount. Uh Uh-huh. And that bird is a big dirt hawk. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Big dirt hawk. <laughs> big dirt hawk. Big is the superpower. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, big dirt hawk. That feels like a thing that probably should exist. A dirt hawk does feel like the name of like a car mm. or a truck mm-hmm. or something. You know, like buy the dirt hawk today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm convinced. You know those TV ads. Yeah, the TV ads for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for big dirt hawks. It does sound like an ATV. <laughs> That's probably what I was actually trying to say. <laughs> Great. Anyway, who are you guys? Well, my name is Sam, and today I am combined with 2% of a lycanthropic Dr. Nightjar. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. Wow, a Dr. Nightjar. A Dr. Nightjar, but it's a werewolf, which I'm not super keen on for my doctors, because I'm prejudiced. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, when are you seeing your doctors at night? <laughs> That's a great... I mean, I don't see doctors at all. I no, I definitely don't see doctors like that. <laughs> it's the romantic interest in a paranormal romance for sure. The lycanthropic Dr. Nightjar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's just like one of those, you know those lichen cats? There's a lichen cat? They're like this kind of recent cat breed that were bred to not have an undercoat. Oh. So they have like very noticeable guard hairs. Like they're more naked. They're like a shade naked, a shade naked, like just close to a naked cat. But they have enough like guard hairs that they don't necessarily look naked, but they do look bedraggled and kind of like you think a werewolf looks like. Why? You know. No, I don't. Well, it looks like a little baby werewolf. That's why people want it. That's why they want it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah, oh, sorry. Was... Were you being confused <laughs> yeah. about it being lichen and not lichen as yeah. in lycanthropic? I sure was. I just couldn't visualize what you were describing, like, at all. I was like, what in the hell is she talking about? But if you Google lichen cat, it makes sense. Yeah, I think they're called lycoi. Lycoi, They yeah. are, but if you Google lichen cat, you get the lycoi cat. <laughs> so it yeah. works. But if you Google lichen cat, as in lichen, the symbiotic organism that grows on trees sometimes. Oh, yeah. What does that <laughs> do? Nothing. We were talking you get, about You get werewolves. cat infections. <laughs> Why were you thinking about lichen as in tree? Because you said lichen. And I was like, oh, Sophie said lichen. It must be. It must be the stuff that grows on rocks. It must be the stuff that grows outside. Ah, uh, but I said it first, which means that it's associated with werewolves. That's true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No explanation. In the context of us talking about werewolves, Listen. it seems. <laughs> Homophones like maybe. are hard, okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyway, I'm here. Who's Who are you? I'm yeah. not. I don't grow on a tree. My name is Hannah, and today I am 2% of a flaming birthday ptarmigan. Oh, a oh. birthday ptarmigan. Hey, a birthday, birthday ptarmigan. Month. It is my birthday month. Wow. And it works. sometimes you put flames on a birthday cake. So yeah. Really, this is completely sensible. Yep. <laughs> if you don't think about it, it makes sense. Why would you call a bird a birthday blank? Like, what? Is it the color? It's so festive. 
No, it's because yeah. he found it. The guy who discovered it, it was his birthday, but he was one of those really annoying people who was like, oh, like, it's my birthday week and we have to do something every day for my birthday week and you have to pay attention to only me on my birthday week. And he's like, oh my God, we discovered this bird in my birthday week. Yeah. And then somebody <laughs> lit him on fire because he was so annoying. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't written fiction in a while. I feel like <laughs> it's no, showing. It's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> No, I do like the idea that it was found on his birthday, but normally you can't get away with that with birds, but I feel like with like ants or something, Mm. it's always like this ant, like these 47 millipedes were all named after the McElroy brothers (laughs) because nobody else cared what he named them. Maybe it was, but it was like a long time ago. That's why they got away with it. Sure. Linnaeus was like, yeah, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. (laughs) It's me, Linnaeus, and it's my birthday. Tarmagus birthdayicus. (laughs) Anyway, cool. Yeah, of course. All of that makes sense. We are genetically (laughs) recombined with birds that have superpowers this Mm -hmm. week. Obviously, because we have been reading Maximum Ride, The Angel Experiment. And as always, we read four chapters this week. So how about you guys tell us what happened in them? We end part four, New York, New York, with an angry kid yelling at the flock for messing up his MacBook, amongst Max recovering from another bout of wicked bad brain pain. The kid, or the kid, sorry, then refers to Max as Fang's girlfriend, telling Fang he should take her to the hospital and then continues to tell the flock to stop screwing with his motherboard. Max then finally gets enough wits back to her to ask the kid what the heck is he talking about, to which the kid then shows his Mac with all the flashing images, drawings, maps, and streams of code that have also been coming across her own vision amongst the wicked bad brain pain. Gasp. Gasp. (gasps) Which then brings us to part five, which is so titled, The Voice, Make That My Voice, which is a very strange title. But anyways, (laughs) with chapter 86 and the words, Hello Max, popping up on the screen of the Mac, this then follows that Max then hears some words in her head about somebody is so glad that she came to New York and he has big plans for her. And this is all inside her head. It's very creepy. We don't know what's going on. Uh Anyways, before the computer shuts off for good, we get four key words. Institute for Higher Living. And if that doesn't sound like a cult, I don't know what does. (laughs) Seriously, eh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yikes. All right. Well, the tech geek does tech geek things and reveals that he is a schizophrenic boy prodigy of some kind who got kicked out of MIT for not taking his meds. Then he gets paranoid that someone sent Fang after him because of his elite hacker skills and he runs away. Somehow, all of the children have slept through this whole thing, so the older kids fall asleep into the next chapter. They wake up in chapter uh, 88 and emerge from the subway to get peanuts for breakfast. Max decides that the best way to try to find the Institute for Higher Living is by calling the operator on a payphone. Weirdly, that doesn't work. (laughs) Even more weirdly, they pass by one of those like cartoon stores with a giant wall of TVs all playing the same thing. And what those TVs play is the words, good morning, Max. That's when the voice with a capital V reappears and it says, playing is learning, Max. Games test your abilities. Fun is crucial to human development. Go have fun, Max. Get on the Madison Avenue bus. Get off when it looks fun. So there's that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That's it? That's it. That's <laughs> it. Based on your summary, I don't want kids today thinking that those stores that just have 40 TVs in them didn't exist. <laughs> I feel like I've only ever seen them in cartoons and sitcoms. Well. <laughs> they probably did exist, but I grew up in a suburb <laughs> So okay. Yeah. Listen, I've been through Scarborough, Toronto. Oh. <laughs> they well, have those. They have those that seems like something Scarborough would have, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Get wrecked, Scarborough. Anyway, back to the beginning part. Yeah. This chapter had some like choice insults, eh? Oh, so good. Oh my so goodness. Good. They're all extremely PG. Um, it's starting with so you funny. worthless dipstick. <laughs> We got another dipstick. We got another yeah. dipstick. And then the other one, which was the kid saying, none of your beeswax. None of your beeswax. Definitely a tough guy living under underground kind of thing to say for sure. Yeah, this is like you're on the playground at school. Yeah. <laughs> and every and there's an adult like two feet away. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably still get in trouble for saying none of your beeswax because it's, it's mean. Rude. 
Yeah. It's rude. Rude is the word I was looking for. Thank you. I tried to look up the etymology of the phrase, mind your own beeswax. How'd that go? Surprisingly poorly. I thought it was going great at first. It was like, here is like a very specific example. It's because it's from like in the 18th century, people had all these gnarly smallpox scars that they wanted to hide. So they would cover them up with beeswax. And then if someone was looking too closely at your face, you would say, mind your own beeswax. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. And then I kept looking and multiple websites were like, that's a lie. There's no evidence to back that up. The earliest known usage of (laughs) the phrase mind your own beeswax was in a 1929 children's book many years after the 18th century potential origination. So who knows where it came from? I thought it was just because it sounded like business at the beginning. That's the most popular theory. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Much like the use of dipstick. Yeah. It sounds like the meaner version. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's just so funny. Yeah. Fang also calls this kid brain dead, which is... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Also like a very 2000s insult, I feel like. 2000s kid insult. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like Fang says, if you're not brain dead, you'll get out of here. And then Max editorializes being like, no one sounds colder or meaner than Fang when he wants to. It's like... I think somebody probably could have. <laughs> yeah. Fang yeah. is 14. Teenagers yeah. are not intimidating. Cold or mean, really. No, like 14-year-olds are not scary once you're not 14 yourself. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. when I was 14, 14-year-old boys were very scary, but they were also mean to me, so. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe by that logic, I would be afraid of a 14-year-old right now. Just, you know. Mm, Great point. Childhood trauma. Yeah. I do get uncomfortable around children of any age. So it's like, can you just not? (laughs) Any of the teenagers, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, let's just not. Which is one of many reasons why I'm not a mother. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many of them. Being afraid of teens. Just like not enjoying that vibe. (laughs) Not into that. Do we want to talk about the brain disease that Max has? Like what it is or what we think it is? Or are we going into the schizophrenia? So the thing is, is that there was a lot of reveals over these four chapters. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But in the first chapter, before I rolled into the next chapter, I decided to look up Max's symptoms. Okay. Oh, no. Why do you go? We never Google symptoms. <laughs> yeah, but they're not my symptoms, so it's fine. Because if Max had Googled it, she might start to worry that she has temporal lobe epilepsy. Oh, jeepers. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Actually, that's kind of what I thought when the way, with the way it was described. And the way, like, honestly, this whole chapter just really... <laughs> really implies that this is what she's got because temporal lobe epilepsy can cause you to have closed eye hallucinations. So it's not a dream and it's not open eye hallucinations, but it's where your eyes are closed and you're seeing all these strange images or like colors or something like that. And Max does say at the beginning of the chapter that her eyes are closed, I think. Like images flashed across the backs of my eyes. <laughs> whatever that Which, means. What, whatever that is. Do you mean eyelids? <laughs> her eyes rolled back in her head, but like literally, I guess. Yeah. But one of the one of the other symptoms for temporal lobe epilepsy is that you can have very strong feelings associated with it, like coming out of nowhere. And one of the feelings they note specifically is deja vu. Oh. oh. And so my theory at this point was I was like, wow, wouldn't it be fun if Max actually wasn't seeing those exact flashing images, drawings, maps, etc. that are listed, but she has such strong feelings of deja vu that she thinks those are the ones she saw. Interesting. <laughs> the yeah. ones that are like showing up on the computer screen. I was like, mm-hmm. it would be something that could be true. <laughs> yeah. If this book had that much effort put into it, yeah. that would be a really good explanation. <laughs> Or if an even better explanation hadn't come up in the next three chapters. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Anyway, that was my theory. I just figured it was the the, the microchip doing something to her, but that that makes sense too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did not think about the biology of it somewhat ironically, but I did try to research what a power book was, which is the kind of laptop that this 
homeless tech boy has. And apparently this was like a high-end, like cutting-edge laptop in the early 2000s. Wow. Mm -hmm. They were like targeted to the professional market and were often like the first models to like have new features added to them. And they had, they were like really praised for their long battery life, which was about three hours. Yeah. I mean, I think that's better than mine currently, so. <laughs> that, that, well, th this was when they were new. They could get three hours. Whoa. Three hours during like normal use. They had a maximum battery life of five hours, uh, which Dang. is pretty cool. Truly a power book. A power book. But yeah, when they when that line was canceled or not canceled, but it was like phased out and replaced with a MacBook Pro, so that's like kind of the same niche that the PowerBook was supposed to be occupying in the early two thousands. Which I guess makes sense if this kid, as we'll find out, is some kind of like hacker wonderkind. Makes sense that he has a really really expensive laptop that he wears around his neck like a xylophone. The kids who were reading this book in two thousand six were like, "Damn, a power Damn, a power book." book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You just said it. What does the part? It's ra attached to straps around his shoulders like a xylophone. Yeah. Uh, what? It's like a mobile desk. Like he's got like. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen like a marching band? Like the xylophones, yeah. they have to like walk with them on their chests, and then they're in front. They're going boop 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 boop, and I'm making the movements just so everybody yeah. listening okay. knows. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, because I could not find a picture of someone like wearing a xylophone google marching band i did not look up marching band xylophone that's fair i am a past band kid <laughs> i thought he was getting confused with like a guitar guitars are cool but very different vibe yeah and somehow less dorky this marching band xylophone is pretty dorky i don't know <laughs> That's what I mean. A keytar is somehow less dorky than the xylophone, even oh, though keytars sure, yes. are super dorky. Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah. Like, my dude, can you not just carry it in a backpack? <laughs> but, like, this is probably why it's so dingy. It's described as dingy. Like, yeah, maybe if you carry it around open all the time in the subway sewer tunnel or whatever. Well, you know, maybe he's actually... Um onto something here this is probably the first standing desk <laughs> mm. yeah uh -huh. he's way ahead of the curve he's way okay okay yeah but that's got to be terrible for his neck whereas a standing desk is actually supposed to be good for your body i feel yeah. like that one's not <laughs> probably not no <laughs> where did what has anyone ever carried a computer like that i don't think no. so no probably not <laughs> i'm trying to come up with an example of why someone would actually do this and i can't think of one i was wondering if maybe in your power book research you found and the mobile power book stand <laughs> no they they just look like old chunky laptops some of them not even that chunky some of them are like regular looking laptops wow it's almost like 2006. Wasn't that long ago? I know. I I don't know why I was so shocked <laughs> that they were just like regular laptops. It, okay, it was almost 20 years ago. Like that's kind of a long it time is ago. a long time ago. <laughs> it's kind of a long time. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm happy for him and his youthful back. <laughs> yeah, must be nice. It'll be fine. Did I tell you that um, I'm 31 now and I played fetch with a dog on the weekend for 15 minutes and I hurt my arm. Yes, so badly that I could not pick up my wine glass and my arm still hurts four days later. Yeah. <laughs> but Hannah, it was wine o'clock. It was wine o'clock. It was like four. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like throw the ball like hard or anything. I was just tossing it. And I yeah, hurt myself right. yeah, so much. Right. You have to stretch properly before throwing a ball for a dog <laughs> these days. Yeah. It's, it was like... Like, less than a week after I turned 31, my body was like, ha <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> You're going to regret this. <laughs> okay, anyway. Welcome anyway. to New York, Max says <laughs> this computer. Yeah, not okay. For some reason, the computer is talking to Max, and also now there is a voice in her head. <laughs> yeah, like, both at the same time. Why both? Well, consecutively. Like, yeah. both times it shows up in these four chapters. It's, yeah. It gets her attention on a computer or a TV screen, and then it just talks in her head. Yeah. <laughs> Must assert dominance on all types of media. Yeah. yeah. 
like, okay, if you were gonna make it a very specific reason why Max can hear a voice in her head or a voice is talking to Max, I feel like you should just pick one or the other. Right? You know? Like, it seems a little gratuitous. You know? Well, I have an explanation for this. Oh, (laughs) great. Okay. Because much like in 2023, in 2002, everyone was really excited about brain-computer interfaces. Oh, no. Oh. Weird that we are reading this book at the same time as there are a bunch of news articles out now about Neuralink. Really? Elon Musk brain-computer interface. See, I don't know anything about this because I try to avoid thinking about that dipstick at all costs. Yeah, that's why... I only wanted to talk about the 2002 one. <laughs> okay. But there's a bunch of controversy about what's happening right now. And oh. honestly, the most cutting description of Elon Musk's Neuralink is that like on the Wikipedia page for it, it <laughs> says like, even though this technology has been around since 2002. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Get him. He has made no progress. <laughs> He just decided to do it again, but different. (laughs) Anyway, so in 2002, there were a bunch of articles published all at once because somebody had successfully created like a brain implant on rhesus monkeys that allowed them to move uh, like cursor essentially around a screen just with their minds. So it used their like brain patterns to, it basically just directly connected their brain to a computer. (laughs) And I am assuming that this is what James Patterson has, like what spawned this idea Mm -hmm. (laughs) for Max's wicked bad brain pain and resulting (laughs) computer brain interface. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Historical context. Yeah, it was kind of interesting because while I was looking this up, I found out that there's like the only act, I think the only uh, technology of this kind that has gone through clinical trials and is like used or this is kind of based off of the 2002 data. But I think since nothing like has changed about it since like there's been no big like failure or whatever i'm uh-huh. pretty sure this is still pretty commonly used somebody called professor professor ashley craig invented this thing called the mind switch which is a like i guess eeg kind of thing where it like connects outside your brain so it doesn't go inside anywhere okay and it just allows like disabled people to manipulate devices So there was like some scathing, (laughs) a scathing interview with him where even in like 2002, when he was talking about this monkey experiment, he's like, well, we were able to do one that is outside of the brain and didn't need to have any surgery. All you have to do is actually do some work to filter out the noise. (laughs) Oh my God. It was so funny. Peak petty science right there. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty good. And I think he's right. But anyway, that's clearly Uh not what Max has. (laughs) No, she's got something in there for sure. Yeah, Max has the 2006 equivalent of the Elon Musk (laughs) Neuralink. Yeah. Poor Max. She's going to start getting ads. Yeah, really? She's going to start getting far right tweets in her brain. No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So that's what I think Max had. That sucks. The The only question, and therefore, because this is a short chapter, the literally the only thing that I thought about about it. Do you think Angel can hear the voice in Max's head? Mm. Since she oh. can read minds. I think so. But I guess we'll find out. I would assume she can because if someone were to like transmit thoughts within someone's brain, they'd have to be at like the same frequency or whatever a normal thought is. So then Angel, in theory, should be able to. That makes sense. If my, like, kind of thought of thoughts being frequency or waves or whatever makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Presumably thoughts are electric Electrical. impulses. Yeah. Electrical. Yeah. That's so, like, assuming her power is based off being able to read those electrical impulses and assuming that the person putting these thoughts in Max's brain is creating electrical impulses for her to hear them. Mm -hmm. I would vote yes, Angel can 
hear them. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, though, because, yeah, Max has had these two other brain attacks or some number of brain attacks. And at least one of them, Angel's been nearby. Yeah. And she hasn't said anything. Yeah. But I think Max passed out after. That's the true. one that Angel was there for, though. <laughs> but does this maybe not go in? Didn't, isn't there a theory that Angel's evil or has been like manipulated? I think evil. <laughs> yeah. So what if like she knows exactly what's going on and isn't saying anything because she mm-hmm. is like suspiciously quiet? So yeah. like she knows and she's just like leading them on because this is all part of the test for Max or whatever. But she, she knows. She knows she what's knows. up. She does know. I don't mm-hmm. think okay, I could be wrong. But I think, I think <laughs> Angel one. becomes evil in that she starts thinking that like she is the one who should save the world or something like that. Like like she thinks she can do things better. Yeah. And so like at this point she's not like evil necessarily. No, I like I my think theory. It's, Cause it's like the second or the third book, right? Where she's evil. Yeah, like I don't think she is outwardly Maybe? evil in this one maybe i don't even know if she's evil at all i just feel like she is <laughs> that's no that's just the feeling i get like because wouldn't she yeah. say something to max like max what the fuck there's some man in your head like it just seems yeah. weird and well, she's, she's six six right year olds have no filters oh true fair point yeah like she is asleep in this one but not in the not in the previous one no yeah yeah. Although I guess in the previous one, she had just been rescued from a harrowing captivity, so maybe she wasn't firing on all cylinders. Also, didn't they land and immediately get attacked by razors? I think so. Okay, but if a third time <laughs> if she doesn't one say more... anything, then Suspicious. she's evil for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think also this is the first time the voice has spoken to Sam. <laughs> Sam? To, to Sam? To me? Sam? What's up? Yeah. Sam, ride. <laughs> Sam, wait, did you see tech? Like, did, did you see discussion in this book? Whoa, I didn't read any. Someone's speaking to you through the book. Nah, I'm only in one of the books, and it was the one that I actually originally liked, so. <laughs> actually, I don't even know if he shows up in the first one. Anyways, it's fine. Yeah, I think he isn't until the second one. Anyway, this is the first time the voice has spoken to Max. Yeah, yeah. Or Sam, I guess, because this is the first chapter that we're reading it in. <laughs> yeah, um, either one. <laughs> so maybe Angel just, like, couldn't see the pictures. Maybe she can only understand, like, verbalized thoughts. No, I was thinking that, but she did see the root out of the rat cage. Yeah, she did. Maze, she did. rat maze. Yeah. yeah, good point. Maybe she just thought it was, like, <laughs> like background noise. In Max's brain. Yeah. She's like, wow, Max's brain is always like that. I'm just like, ah, there's a lot of nonsense going on in there. That's fine. I'm used to it. I mean, if you're hearing everyone around you. Right? It probably seems like that. Yeah. Like, maybe she just straight up doesn't notice because it's just a bunch of extra out of focus noise, so to speak. I don't know. We'll find out soon, hopefully. I also, okay. I feel like... These chapters are trying to be so mysterious with this capital V voice being like, oh my god, this mysterious voice. But part five or whatever of this book is literally called Make That My Voice. So it's like, okay, so it's Max. <laughs> it's Max's voice. You already told me. I I think it means like it's my voice in my head. Like it's like it's the voice that is only heard by me it honestly makes no sense yeah like zero it's really dumb it is (laughs) i don't think anybody's supposed to name read the names of the parts is the thing you're supposed to just flip past it really fast while you're like wow i gotta know what happens next well that's dumb (laughs) they're not reading it like we are and they should be taking us into consideration yeah it's just really it should make sense it should make sense. I I guess I'm giving them too much credit since the previous section was called New York, New York. That at least made sense. This one still doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, after approximately half of this book, I feel like we know Max really well right now. Yeah. The voice, make that my voice, does sound like a joke Max would make, even though it's not really a joke, where mm-hmm. she's like, haha, it's my voice. Like, in my head. It's mine. Like, it's mine in my head. Okay. Yeah. Haha. Ha. Nailed ha. it. Okay, great. Anyway, the Institute for Higher Living, eh? Yeah. It sounds, it does sound like the same brand as 
the institute of realizing your pets and her potential. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. kind of kind of woo woo. <laughs> yeah. So I tried to Google the Institute for Higher Living to see if there's anything called that. And sure. the only thing I could find was a concierge psychiatry practice in Atlanta <laughs> that has um, a broken website and no social media updates since 2021. It's a front. It seems pretty suspicious to me. <laughs> I mean, this is a very good name for something you don't want anyone to bother looking at because right? I'm imagining you go there to do yoga and spend $1,000 on something like probiotic shake. <laughs> it also sounds like a weed thing, like someone selling really fancy oh, weed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like it's like they're... Like all of the weed dispensaries are yeah. named something funny. This one's named the Institute of Higher Living, and it's only open for like three weeks before it's shut down. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, there's a lot of drugs there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ayahuasca or yeah, you know, weed psychiatry practice. Maybe there's like some SSRIs. <laughs> could be, could be anything. Those are real though. <laughs> So is weed. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite fiction things are seahorses and marijuana. Definitely don't exist in real life. Ayahuasca is also real. I think I meant real yeah. medicine. <laughs> which Probably. is sort of rude to weed, which might also be medicine. I was going to say marijuana can be used <laughs> as actual prescribed medication. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, before I get canceled for my <laughs> weed opinions, <laughs> let's talk about the next chapter. There were some long chapters in this, and by that I mean more than a page. <laughs> yeah, they were like two pages. Some really big chapters in this batch. Yeah, I am just like so taken aback by this teen prodigy computer boy who got accepted to MIT at a very young age and then immediately got expelled for not taking his psychiatric medications. Please, he is the geek. Yeah. Sorry, the geek. Yes. Yeah. Do you think he's going to come back? <laughs> yeah. Is he from... He's probably from the Institute, eh? If he's super, super smart, but also schizophrenic. No, I think he <laughs> ends up being like their buddy. Oh. He probably like saves them or something in one of their eraser chases. That sounds like yeah. something yeah. happen. Or they like okay. try and find him again. Like he... I'm remembering that he comes back. <laughs> okay. He's like the, the competent NPC. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. his role in the story, maybe. Yeah. To be determined. No, that makes sense. He's like the DMPC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we think his name is? <laughs> the um, Geek, I think. The Geek. <laughs> the geek. <laughs> I think it starts with an M based on my memories but i think i might be getting confused between mit and mac which are both associated with him now yeah. that i might just be thinking his name is one of those yeah i have milton in my head but i think that's just because i've been watching love is blind and also mit <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna guess nigel i don't know why oh, that's a good good guess. that's a good nigel. guess He's got to have, like, kind of a dorky name, right? Sure, yeah. Gotta. One of those yeah. dorky names. You're going to tell me Milton is not a dorky name? Very dorky sounding name to me. <laughs> anyway, Max's uh, yep. 2005 language in this chapter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very classic. <laughs> it's not Yikes. great. No. Good thing James Patterson has already been canceled. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get rid of that cockroach. It It is interesting how some of the like really questionable language that is used in this book around mental health issues and specifically schizophrenia were so normalized less than 20 years ago that yeah. it was okay to put in a children's book. Yep. I mean, people would probably still call a kid like this crazy today. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great point great point i mean honestly i was kind of surprised that there was such like actual quote-unquote representation uh-huh like this kid isn't the bad guy which is what normally happens with people who have mental illness <laughs> true yeah. yeah they just like yeah factually describe that he is schizophrenic and he took medication for it and then he didn't want to take it anymore. And then his mm -hmm. behavior is kind of treated as like harmless. Mm -hmm. you 
now rather than it's usually always shown in the worst possible light or unrealistic like oh they attacked them or they whatever Mm -hmm. none of that's happening it's like was this unfortunately the first book where it was just like yeah this person's normal and people with schizophrenia often end up homeless and yeah you know wow james patterson ahead of his time does somehow. james patterson need to be uncancelled for this no. are we about to uncancel james patterson uncancel james no patterson? no but have you heard how hard it is to be a man and an author oh, that's true they don't yeah. they don't publish any men's books anymore no I like don't even like you saying that in a sarcastic (laughs) way. Like it actually hurts me hearing that come from your mouth with your voice. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. I'm excited for this guy to come back because he is a very interesting character and has more than one trait, even if like his two traits are geek and Mm -hmm. schizophrenia. But like that's two. He's also like a homeless MIT dropout, so that's four. That's four that's whole traits. Four things. Does Max even have four traits? I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> no, she got a fourth one with this chapter. Voice. Oh, true. Head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Add that to her character sheet. Yeah. I also liked the use of Brainiacs. Uh, yeah. When was the last time anyone used Brainiac? <laughs> Bring Brainiac back. It's <laughs> really all I had to say about him, though. Yeah. Once again, I'm surprised and perplexed by Max's, not even pop culture knowledge in this case, like history knowledge. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she compares herself to Joan of Arc. Max, how do you know who Joan of Arc is? Wait, no, religion. Okay, hold up. <laughs> it's still religion. It's another religious <laughs> thing. I answered my own question. Okay. No, I was on board before you finished your sentence because I was like, that is weird because like, I don't even know how, as Max says, going crazy will lead her to greatness like Joan of Arc. Yeah. I don't know Joan of Arc's story well enough for that. I should probably know it better what with the Catholicism and Joan uh-huh. of Arc being literally a saint. But the gist of it is that she allegedly got like visions and a holy mission from God to help the French fight the English. And when she was captured by the English, they burned her at the stake for blasphemy. Yeah. Wow. That's all I know about her. Yeah. That sounds right. That's more than me. (laughs) There's like something about her going crazy. But again, I am not religious. Maybe that's the battle madness. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. She's a berserker. No, I think it was that like she was having visions that she and various other people attributed to the angels. That sounds right. And other people like the English, for example, were like, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds Burn great. her. Burn her. Burn her. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. So Joan of Arc, possibly also schizophrenic. Who even knows? Yeah. Max getting God visions straight into her brain. Straight into her brain. I mean, how else are you supposed to get a message from God? I guess on a TV. Yeah. Maybe this is more specifically to me, but I was like, because I feel like if you're going to talk about visions and stuff, mm-hmm. you'd probably be like, oh, like Cassandra. The, the oh, yeah. Greek myth. But I was like, I feel like more people would get that reference, but maybe not. <laughs> I, didn't I don't know. Reference. <sighs> I'd have to think about it, probably. <laughs> yeah. Her deal was that she had visions of the future and no one believed her, right? Yeah. At least the like... The curse. <laughs> ooh, the curse. Like Fang and Iggy believe Max. I mean, I don't think Max has revealed any of this as visions yet, though. <laughs> That's a good point. Like when she was like, the library. <laughs> and they're like how does she do it how does she visions do it? from god okay can we also just talk about how like iggy wakes up at the end of this chapter yeah uh fang has been awake the whole time the three kids completely slept through the whole thing even though they're like traumatized partially bird like kids on the run and max is like writhing around screaming in pain then getting yelled at by this homeless boy <laughs> then having the rest of this happen like getting this kid's life story and then this kid starts screaming again because he thinks fang has been sent to catch him for his hacker skills and then he runs away and then iggy wakes up and they talk to iggy yeah because iggy has supersonic hearing that's why he heard it all. that's that's why he woke up at the end <laughs> yeah <laughs> damn these kids sleep soundly for fugitives <laughs> <laughs> i mean trauma and exhaustion can do that to you 
I f- doesn't trauma usually make you sleep less or no? Uh, I think it depends how it manifests. I feel yeah. like when you're actively in the trauma, yeah. <laughs> at the moment i feel like you probably sleep more that's probably fair because they're exhausted yeah Yeah. that's more like the exhaustion of the trauma in your brain bringing down your capacity to mentally handle it and you're just like sleep sleep is great it is great actually tired you know what it probably is it's probably that they're two percent bird and when it's dark birds fall asleep instantly and you can't wake (laughs) them up wait actually Yeah, like that's why. Well, especially hawks and falcons. That's why they hood them. Like, are if you, you have, serious? Like, a bird, if you put a hood on, they'll immediately calm down and like fall asleep because at night what? they just like. How did down. I never know this? <laughs> yeah, that's bonkers. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, so, like so. a hooded a hooded hawk or falcon is just like chilling. <laughs> oh my god, how cute would it be then if like the bird kids were like, "Well, time for bed," and they all put their hoodies on backwards and just conk oh right god. out. <laughs> They really would just need a very good sleep mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be a convenient. Actually, I want to be 2% that. Yeah. Where you just uh-huh. put something over your eyes and it's like passed out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Seems convenient. That is the most in my 30s sentence I've ever said, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. Imagine sleeping easily. Oh wow. <laughs> Whoa. Couldn't be me. This is a fantastical book. <laughs> <laughs> Next chapter. Next chapter. The last one. Yeah. The one where Max is 30. (laughs) The one where Max is 30 and she wakes up 100 times more tired than when she went to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about it, Max. Yeah. Another unrelatable reference as she wakes up. (laughs) Yeah. What the heck? So Max references the Grimm's fairy tale of the 12 dancing princesses, which as someone who loves fairy tales, I had never heard of. (laughs) Yeah. I only know about it because, ooh, what's it called? House of Salt and Sorrows was popular on Book Talk for a hot second, and it's a... Retelling? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because I was going to say, I don't know of it, I guess because there hasn't been a retelling of it. No, there has been. But I guess as of this year. <laughs> Last well, year? Well, no. It, like, 2020, It's, it's pretty old. Yeah. The sequel just came out, like, a couple weeks ago, though, I think. Maybe a month ago. Exciting. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I looked up the fairy tale and it's just classic grim fairy tale. Right? Tell us. Where it's just kind of menacing. (laughs) Well, it's like, so they're, yeah, the 12 princesses are like locked in their room every night. And yet in the morning, their shoes are always worn out. And so their dad is like, anybody who can prove or find out what's happening can have their preferred daughter and half the kingdom. Oh my god. And anyone who tries and fails is executed. Oh my god. For no... Why? I don't know. What? What? And apparently there's like, wow, all the princes can't figure it out. I guess the king is executing princes from other countries? I don't really know yeah, how you can do fine. that. They sort of gloss over it. <laughs> But the an elderly soldier, no, a retired soldier, so I guess probably not that old. He's probably like 29. Yeah, gets like an old lady in the woods who's like, yo, don't eat or drink anything that the princesses give you. And it turns out that he is the one who figures it out, which is that the princesses every night are going through a trap door in their room, which I guess no one thought to look for <laughs> ever. <laughs> And getting on boats across a lake okay, to go dancing at like a, I don't know if it's fairy or just mystery court with 12 beautiful princes. And every night they dance the whole night away and then they come home. They're not like cursed or anything. No? Okay. They just just do it. (laughs) They're just party animals. (laughs) They're just partying all night. Like... It's so funny because the description of it is like, in later versions, the princesses are cursed. It's like, no, they aren't. They're just like letting all these guys be executed just so that they can dance all night. Great. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. Yep. And that's, I guess the soldier proves it and gets to marry one of them. Wow. I'm sure she loved that. Yeah. And nothing happens to the other princesses. They aren't held accountable for <laughs> just dipping for every night and letting a bunch of princes get murdered. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so basically exactly like Max. 
Yeah, just like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just the, I mean, the same amount of curses, probably, so. <laughs> Again, for, like, a kind of strange right? reference to use. Like, I think if I was, like, I want to reference a fairy tale here, I'd be, like, the princess and the pea. Yeah. I feel like everyone knows that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She couldn't sleep all night. That's, like, a kind of standard reference to make. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe the 12 dancing princesses were more popular in 1942 when James <laughs> Patterson was born or whatever. Probably. I don't know. Maybe Jeb had a Bible, a book of Grimm's fairy tales, and a couple of like bootleg VHSs from the 80s or whatever. And that was the media that they grew up on. Yeah. Like, there's no reference to it being like originally from a like a re- like there's no religious no, side yeah. to it based on our other decisions lately that max just knows god stuff yeah i want maybe yeah but they face i was gonna say maybe jeb used it as like a cautionary tale of some kind like oh don't sneak out because bad things will happen but if you say the princesses don't face any consequences whatsoever for sneaking out and getting a bunch of dudes executed that's not much of a warning yeah maybe it's like only telling scary kids stories to keep the kids inside or something like that you know maybe jeb was doing that <laughs> yeah i don't know i like just yeah, i can't think of a reason why max would know this honestly what it leads me to believe is that max is just a big fan of fairy tales <laughs> just uh-huh. like me wow just like yeah so yeah. relatable what led you to that conclusion <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like me for real for real for real for real for, for. <laughs> <laughs> wow Anyway, so similar about that it's just very strange mm-hmm. it's probably not strange if you read this book like a normal person yeah you probably don't really pay attention to <laughs> it probably doesn't even cross your mind probably no. not you're like yeah max just described the whole fairy tale in like a sentence so i, I get it <laughs> yeah imagine reading this book in like three days as opposed to a year and a half <laughs> Three days is a long time to be reading this book. Yeah. yeah. Unlike us. Three years, baby. Baby. <laughs> Just what I thought I was getting myself into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a good time we have here on Midlight Crisis, the podcast. So good. <laughs> We're just promoing our podcast in the middle of our podcast. <laughs> Who would do such a thing? Not me. Okay. What else about this chapter what are we doing anything else max almost does a swear i think oh yeah she says what the heck (laughs) and i read it as someone about to say what the hell and then remembering that there are children present and changing it halfway through but that's a good reading of it i think yeah yeah like i guess it could just be that she's saying heck yeah but i (laughs) I like the idea that Max swears like a grandma because she's like, oh my god, my my three little baby children have been horrifically tortured. I will not swear in their presence. Yeah, this child who can read minds has never heard a swear before, Yeah, so I better not swear. I mean, I feel like if Nudge knew how to swear, that could be a problem. <laughs> she That's would fair. probably do it a lot just yeah, without thinking. I do think you're right because if Max didn't intend to say heck... Uh huh. She instead probably would have said H E double hockey sticks. Are we supposed <laughs> to do now? Yeah. <laughs> An excellent point. What the H E double hockey sticks? Okay, wait. We should take a bet on if we think that's going to show up somewhere in here. No, I think it's too close to hell because you could just read it out loud. <laughs> or you could just see most of the letters. But if you have to write out double hockey sticks, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I still think it's too close to hell. Parents yeah, would have complained. Too. I think so. Because they'd be like, what do hockey sticks look like? Oh, an L. Do people uh-huh. outside of Canada know what hockey sticks look like? <laughs> uh, Russians, mean? for sure. It's, oh, yeah. And Sweden's. Yeah. And Finnish. And yeah. 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 The Nordics, the Americans. Yeah. Do we think H-E double hockey sticks is a Canadian idiom or? That is a one? great question. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great question. I need to look it up right now. Yeah. I. The- Double hockey sticks. Oh, it's a 1999 film. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So maybe it is more popular. It might be more universal oh, it's than on Wiktionary. Wick- is there an etymology of the phrase? 
I think it might be used everywhere. Wow. <laughs> Etymology. Hell spelled out, referring to the fact that capital L looks like a hockey stick. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> a little unhelpful. The part below, you know, where it says, like, what does it mean? It says mm-hmm. one, and then in brackets, idiomatic, euphemistic, hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Euphemistic hell. <laughs> usage <laughs> notes. Maybe spelled with varying levels of hyphen usage. <laughs> okay, There's great. no standardized spell standardized spelling of H E double hockey sticks. Turns out there isn't. Anyway, that was a long tangent for that, but <laughs> <laughs> No, but we needed to know. Yeah, I don't know. So the kids important. eat some peanuts. Yeah. They call four one one. Yeah. They call the operator to try to get the address for the institute. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. And Max, I think, actually thought it would work. Like, she seemed actually kind of disappointed that it didn't work. Yeah. Which, like, girl, your critical thinking skills. <laughs> I mean, I guess it, I don't know how in phone book times, were things allowed <laughs> to not be listed in the phone book? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't, don't know either. No. But if they're, like, a super shadowy government organization that like has erasers planted everywhere as we're kind of assuming that they do yeah they could probably avoid the phone book <laughs> there's a like wacky fantasy idea that like <laughs> the phone book is just the all-knowing <laughs> yeah power everything in the universe you, everything you need to know is in there yeah everything that anybody has ever known is in a phone book because it has to be <laughs> otherwise the world will end or something this is the start of a middle grade book from like set right now where a kid finds a phone book and is like, what the hell is this? Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. What the H-E double hockey sticks is. <laughs> what the heck is this? What the heck is this? <laughs> is this what I'm paying for? <laughs> anyway. Just a reference for us all to enjoy. <laughs> then the TVs talk to Max, which yeah. depending on if TVs have computer chips in them in 2004 six i don't know if this plays into my theory anymore (laughs) unclear unclear maybe the chip in max's head emits its own wi-fi or something oh yeah wow convenient walking wi-fi is fine so useful just hot spot directly into my brain watch some movies on that and charge it to the school (laughs) amazing (laughs) drain their budget uh, like oh well you you didn't make my uh my data shut off when I hit the cap so it sorry just this bird kid only has four gigabytes of data <laughs> ah that's not very much for a whole that's child for a whole child can't even watch a movie on this kid <laughs> you gotta download it while you're on Wi-Fi to watch later yeah bring Max to Wi-Fi. <laughs> Max needs to connect to Wi-Fi to communicate. Whoa. Whoa. What if this is why Max knows all these random... Oh my god. Because she's just connected to the internet. The internet is just in her brain, and it's like, you know what this is like? The 12 Dancing Princesses. And she's just like, yeah, for sure. She's like, I'm really tired. What is that like? And her brain is like, Google searches being really tired. (laughs) Metaphor. Yeah, you know the common idiom. Wow, I feel just like the twelve dancing princesses. Yeah, everybody, everybody's saying it these days. Everyone's on it. Mm-hmm. The voice is like a little, a little weird. Fun. It keeps telling Max to uh, go have fun, go play, and that play is integral to brain development, which I think is accurate. But for some reason, it's really creepy when anybody says it in a book. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they end up at an arcade. Oh. Or something. But, like, it's weird to me. I don't, like, why can the voice not just tell them to go somewhere? Right? Like, it's like, get on the Madison Avenue bus, but it doesn't say, like, go to the playground at... Yeah. You know? It Like, so, do you think it's directing them to a specific place? Yeah. Oh. That is, as I recall. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what I thought it was doing. I don't think it was that, but I think yeah. it was just being weird. I don't know. Anyway. It also is probably, but I think it's like, maybe it directs it to like an arcade and then somebody at the arcade knows it or like, or the, 
is the computer guy at the arcade maybe yeah wait when you said that i was like i bet that (sighs) that guy is gonna be there i could be making that up but it's either that or maybe it's like directing them to somewhere that's like across the street from the (laughs) institute or something oh my gosh probably yeah and then they'll be like well max how did you know to come here and she'll be like um don't worry about it don't worry about it i just thought Lucky really guess. hard about it <laughs> it was in the phone book exactly the phone book that i found <laughs> it didn't show to any of you yeah well they were asleep oh sure mm-hmm. yeah well on that note shall we guess what's gonna happen oh yeah when they get on the right. bus yeah we guess formally too don't we formally guessing where i'm not allowed to say anything uh-huh <laughs> yeah okay as always i will read you the first sentence of each of the next four chapters <laughs> and you have to try and guess okay Okay, chapter 89. I don't know about the rest of you who have little voices, but something (laughs) about mine made me feel completely compelled to listen to it. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) Yeah, that's uncomfortable. It's Uh like, yeah. Max now has OCD, perhaps? What if it's Jeb? That's also what my first thought was. It's just Jeb in her head. Uh, Get out of there. Yeah. A yuck. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great guess. Okay. um, (laughs) Chapter 90. Oh, this is going to be a big giveaway. Okay. Chapter 90, your sentence is, we poor, underprivileged, pathetic bird kids had never been in a toy store. Oh, they go to a toy store, eh? (laughs) That's how the Institute lures them in. (laughs) Oh, ew. Yuck Yuck. again. (laughs) Gross. I Sam, it's so good that you use your powers for good. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) You keep coming up with these diabolical ideas. (laughs) (laughs) My brain's in a dark place, it would seem. Oh god. (laughs) You're just like ready to go take over the world. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Nope. Chapter 91. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, your sentence is Fang. They're probably like okay, based off like how these chapters go, they're probably still in the toy store. So like we're gonna get four chapters of them in this toy store, or like getting yeah. to the they're gonna get to the toy store. They're gonna be in the toy store. There's gonna be some sort of disturbance at the toy store, which is involving fa- Max yelling Fang for some reason. I don't know what it is, but there's a disturbance at the toy store, and then the fourth the chapter places. is gonna be them escaping the toy store. Yeah. I've nailed it. I know it. Yeah. I'm convinced. <laughs> Great. Give us the fourth chapter. Okay, yeah. Tell us how on that note, Sam is. <laughs> I'll tell you the beginning of chapter 92, which will be really helpful. Fang and I exchanged a look. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, see? They're exchanging a look because now they're either cornered by whatever... Probably erasers, let's be honest. I haven't had an eraser chase in a while. I'm missing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're exchanging a look because they're cornered uh, in the back alley of the toy store. And I don't know. They're going to either get captured or somehow fly away. Great guess. Or maybe the chase hasn't started yet. Because Max keeps, too, doing, yeah. she keeps doing the thing where she and Fang are the only ones who notice that they're in peril. And they communicate silently with their eyes. Yeah. yeah. So maybe they're making a silent plan to escape yeah. the erasers that are surely surely there because i agree it's been too long since we had an eraser i'm starting to get suspicious me too i've been guessing it for the last i don't know how many episodes and i've been wrong i'm very mad <laughs> like being wrong you just purged this book so thoroughly from your mind it's true <laughs> i truly did i thought i had some memory of this book but it it's so small yeah. Apparently the only memory I had was the one scene with going to the vet and taking an x-ray. Yeah. <laughs> and that was about it. Uh, we're doing great over here. We're doing great. Speaking of doing great, let's yeah. talk about other stuff that we're reading right now. Great. Great. I finished reading, I started and finished like two days ago, uh, Illuminations by T. Kingfisher. It's, I don't know if, I think it's a full book. I don't think it's a novella, but it's like kind of a short book about magical painters it's like a middle grade book and it was so fun i had such a good time that's cute it made me cry at the end Ooh, with family feelings yeah did someone find them 
I heard you gasp there. Well, it wasn't a found family is the thing. Oh, it was a regular family? So I you'll like probably hate it. <laughs> no, I like it when they're regular families. <laughs> when they're regular family also. When they, when they come together, you know? Yeah, when they come one, together. In one set. <laughs> yeah. Pre, pre, pre-assembled uh, family. Pre-assembled family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was kind of... I really liked that one. But then I am currently reading... But also, like, barely started The Watchmaker of Filigree Street. Ooh. Which is the first book before Bedlam Stacks, which is our <laughs> Midlight Book Club book. Isn't that a point five? They're, like, two separate stories that I think occur in the same sort of universe, I guess. Okay. I mean, it's, it's like historical fantasy. It's our universe. I've read both of them. I didn't know they were connected. Yeah, and that's and fine. But if, if a book says number 1.5... I physically can't not read the one, <laughs> the one before it. So sure, <laughs> I started it and I really like it so far. But yeah. Again, I'm like 10% of the way in. <laughs> but, and then I'll get to Bedlam Stacks. Okay, great. And that's what I'm reading. Nice. Nice. Happy to see you reading again. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> I read a very Sophie book in theme of Sophie mm. reading again called The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy mm. by Megan Bannon. But I got to I got to warn you Sophie. <laughs> There's miscommunication like nobody's business. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, my one fear. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's oh, God, really okay. good and like yep. I've seen the word cozy romance fantasy oh, used man. to describe it which is like really wow. accurate because that's exactly what it is it's very cute but i had to knock a star because the miscommunication killed me oh god it's bad miscommunication <laughs> too <laughs> i am just at the point where i'm just like adults just need to talk to each other we all just need to be honest with each other we just need to talk and use our words and i yeah, just <laughs> can't handle it right now i can usually (laughs) yes i agree i feel like miscommunication i can usually handle up to a certain point of the book yeah and then there's a part where it's just like this is just ridiculous why are we still why is it still miscommunicating yeah (laughs) yeah so adults this one can be like forgiven like it's not the worst but Mm -hmm. it's there so just be warned Mm. other than that i am started reading a broken blade by melissa blair which if you're on book talk this book was given out to a bunch of book talkers under a mysterious author as a pr thing and then turns out the author was a fellow book talker and i don't know apparently it's good but that's cute yeah, but I, I haven't been grabbed yet, but I was also reading it on the plane and my eyes hurt, so that might have been why. Mm. <laughs> and then to Sophie's delight, I also started reading Paladin's Strength by T. Kingfisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I gotta get to those ones. I haven't yet, though, but what I did get to, I don't remember what I was reading last time we recorded, but I read 10 Things That Never Happened by Alexis Hall, mm-hmm. which is just okay. Which I think is okay. interesting for an Alexis Hall book because his books are usually either really good or not good at all. <laughs> and this one right. was just kind of fine. Okay. Yeah. And then I also read The Chalice of the Gods, which is the new Percy Jackson <gasps> book. And that one was delightful. Wow. Nice. Big fan of my boy, Tracy Baxson, trying to get <laughs> admissions letters <laughs> yeah. to go to college. Uh, very cute. I finished listening to... Brissinger yesterday and yeah many shocking realizations in that book in addition to Safira being cookie monster that Murtag was Scottish and Oryx smokes at least a pack a day those are wow those are surprising but I just finished that <laughs> one last night so I haven't started listening to anything else yet but I did start reading uh Yumi and the Nightmare Painter by Brandon Sanderson Ooh. oh which nice. is also magical painting inexplicably wow damn that's pretty good so far. I'm only like 80 odd pages in, but I feel like it's going to be good. It's very unique, which I'm, or like the world building is very unique. Very unique. What a stupid phrase. It is unique. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get is like a Sanderson Hallmark, Sam? Yeah. 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 I was talking to my boyfriend about this and like Brandon Sanderson is very good at writing like fantasy that's not generic fantasy. So like yeah. that's a very good word to describe it. Like all of his magic systems, everything, all the creatures and different 
kinds of people and everything in it. He always does it in a way that's like not how you traditionally think of fantasy. It's very cool, actually. You won't see yeah. an elf in a Brandon Sanderson book. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I would never have come up with something like a nightmare painter, but it's a very cool idea. But if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun related content on social media. We are intermittently uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, <laughs> Tumblr, and Blue Sky. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And Max, like any of us, when we have a minor inconvenience in public... If I had been alone, I would have started bawling. Instead, I had to desperately try to keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> Too real. Too yeah. real. Yeah. It's me, baby. Every time. <laughs> no comment. Uh. <laughs>